Hello everyone, I'm Angie King and I'm an insurance analyst in Washington, D.C. with the Department of Insurance, Securities and Banking, also known as DISB. I am here to bring you the second part of a three-part podcast series designed to empower and inform district residents called Insurance Intelligence. The Bowser Administration is focused on empowering district residents with information that will help you make the most of your hard-earned dollars. This 12-minute segment is entitled, Your Personal Automobiles Declaration Page. So get into your listening groove and let's get started on deciphering your auto insurance. Oh, and you may want to grab a pen and paper to jot down the tips that I share so you can use them to your advantage. Today, I am reviewing one of the most important documents in your auto policy, your declaration page. Your auto declaration page, better known as the deck page, is a snapshot of your private passenger automobile insurance coverage. In short, an auto deck page is your auto policy coverage overview broken down into several sections. Personal auto coverage is designed for personal use only. In other words, a personal automobile insurance policy generally excludes coverage when the insured person carries a passenger or cargo for a fee. It is usually effective for six months and then renews for another six months, so you usually pay twice a year for coverage. You do not receive a full copy of your auto policy every year at renewal, but you will receive updates to the policy and your debt page. Do you know how your insurer distinguishes between personal, business, or commercial auto use? Let me ask you this. Do you drive people around or deliver food or products for a fee? Do you have a carpool? Do you understand PIP or underinsurance coverage? Well, stay tuned. You're about to increase your insurance intelligence on these topics and more. You may want to locate your policy and deck page. If you can locate it, I invite you to follow along with me. Now let's get started. First, let me give you a quick overview of the declaration page. Declaration pages vary from company to company in design, layout, and content but include the same basic information. Generally, a common auto deck page may have seven main sections that correspond with your actual auto policy. Section one contains information about your insurance company and agent. Section two contains information about the period of coverage and the policy number. Section three contains information about the insured vehicle or vehicles and any lien holder. Section four has four subparts and contains information about coverage and limits. I will discuss this in more detail in a few minutes. Section five contains information about the deductibles and your premium. Section six contains information about the discounts you are receiving and or claim filing information. Section 7 has two subparts and contains information or documents that are included in or attached to your personal auto policy, such as endorsements and addendums. Because it is often misunderstood and sometimes controversial, we are going to focus on Section 4, 
auto coverages and limits. Here is what you need to know about Section 4. It contains four subparts. Subpart A, third-party liability, which is mandatory. Subpart B, medical payments coverage or personal injury protection, PIP. Subpart C, uninsured motorist coverage, underinsured motorist coverage, and subpart D, coverage for damage to your auto, comprehensive and collision. Let's talk about the district's mandatory requirements. DC drivers are required to maintain at minimum third-party liability and uninsured coverage. You'll find this shown in section four, subpart A and subpart C of the declaration page. Subpart A, mandatory third-party liability motorist coverage in the District of Columbia must be at least 25,000 to cover one person you injure, 50,000 to cover all persons you injure, and 10,000 for property damage you cause to the other vehicle. You must show proof that you have at least the required liability limits before you can get a license or renew your license in the district. This coverage pays damages, except punitive or exemplary damages, for bodily injury or property damage if you or the additional named insured become legally liable because of an auto accident you or they cause. In other words, these required coverages are designed to protect others, not you. Subpart A contains the following policy exclusions. Intentional acts, carrying persons or property for compensation, if engaged in the business of selling, delivery, road testing, racing, rented to others, used in a riot, heavier than 10,000 pounds, motorcycles, all-terrain bikes, or used as a residence, a place to live, or premises, a place for storage. Now let me share a few tips related to subpart A, mandatory third-party liability motorist coverage. Tip number one, important. Included in this coverage is defense cost if you or an insured are sued. Tip number two, important. The coverage replenishes after each accident until the policy's aggregate total liability limit is reached. Tip number three, important. Your DC policy may include supplementary benefits such as $300 for a bail bond or $50 per day to attend court. Tip number four, important. In some auto policies, if you are involved in an accident in a state other than where your car is garaged and your liability limit is lower than the state where the accident occurs, your policy will automatically increase to meet the financial liability limits of that state. Now let's skip over subpart B and talk about subpart C, mandatory uninsured motorist coverage. This is another form of required coverage in the district. Uninsured coverage typically provides protection, except punitive or exemplary damages, which you or an insured is legally entitled to recover from the at-fault owner or operator. Uninsured coverage applies when the at-fault owner has no insurance policy, when their insurer denies coverage, or when the owner cannot be identified. This type of coverage would apply in the case of a hit and run, for example. Simply put, uninsured coverage protects you or an insured when the vehicle is damaged by a person from whom you or an insured are unable to receive reimbursement. 
The least amount of uninsurance coverage you must carry in the district is $25,000 for bodily injury of one victim, $50,000 for the bodily injury of all victims involved in the accident, and $5,000 for property damage to your vehicle. Your policy will not provide uninsurance coverage if the loss involves an intentional act or if the automobile was used for business, racing, or as a residence, etc. Tip number five, important. Coverage under the subpart C, mandatory uninsured motorist coverage, may not apply if you or your lawyer settle a claim without the insurer's consent. Now let's circle back and talk about two optional coverages, personal injury protection, PIP, also known as medical payments coverage, and underinsurance. If you have this coverage, it would be listed in section four under subpart B and subpart C. Tip number five, important. Coverage under the subpart C, mandatory uninsured motorist coverage, may not apply if you or your lawyer settle a claim without the insurer's consent. Now let's circle back and talk about two optional coverages, personal injury protection, PIP, also known as medical payments coverage, and underinsurance. If you have this coverage, it would be listed in section four under subpart B and subpart C. The district requires insurers and agents offer auto insurance applicants two types of optional coverage, PIP and underinsurance. Tip number six, important. Make sure that when you are shopping for auto insurance, your agent or insurer discusses these two types of optional auto insurance coverage with you. Remember, optional insurance offers more protection but could cost more. Subpart B, personal injury protection, PIP, or medical payments coverage, pays reasonable expenses incurred for necessary medical or funeral services. This coverage pays regardless of fault. If the incident is caused by an auto accident and the injuries are sustained by an insured person, it will cover you or any insured family member, A, while occupying a motor vehicle, B, as a pedestrian when struck by a motor vehicle designed for use mainly on public roads, or C, for any other person occupying your covered auto when used within the scope of your coverage and with your permission. Subpart C, underinsurance coverage, not to be confused with uninsurance, pays when your loss is more than the available liability limits of the at-fault driver. Your underinsured limits usually mirror your uninsured limits. The term underinsured motor vehicle refers to an insured motor vehicle where the limits on third-party personal liability or property damage coverage are insufficient. Usually, this means the at-fault driver does not have enough insurance to cover your losses. If the loss coverage is shown on the declaration page, then you may be able to collect the deficiency from your insurance company up to the limits shown on the declaration page. The minimum underinsurance limit would be $25,000 for one person, $50,000 for all persons, and $5,000 for property damage resulting from a covered auto accident. Subpart D, coverage for physical damage to your auto, comprehensive and collision. Finally, let's talk about subpart D, damage to your auto formerly known as comprehensive or collision coverage. Comprehensive is also known as other than collision coverage. 
Insurers typically sell comprehensive and collision coverage. These coverages pay for damage to your auto caused by many factors. Let's briefly discuss them. Collision coverage protects you if your auto is damaged, upset, or collides with a person or object. The damage may include, for example, a hubcap that flies into your car on the highway or damage that occurs in an accident with another vehicle. Comprehensive or other than collision coverage protects you against damage to your insured auto and pays to repair or replace your covered vehicle that's stolen or damaged by something other than an accident. Other than collision coverage covers damage from anything else, which could include falling objects, fire, theft, or larceny, explosion or earthquake, windstorm, hail, water, or flood, malicious mischief or vandalism, riot or civil commotion, an impact with an animal, or breakage of glass. Tip number seven, important. Your auto policy may contain the following additional benefits. Coverage for towing and storage, transportation and emergency travel expenses, locksmith services, theft reward, and car rental fees. Tip number eight, important. Generally, if the cost to repair the vehicle exceeds its worth, then the loss will be declared a total loss, and the actual cash value for the vehicle will be paid. Subpart E, duties after an accident or loss, and subpart F, general provisions, are referenced in the declaration page under section seven, but details pertaining to these subparts appear in greater detail in your personal auto policy. Let me briefly review them now. Subpart E, duties after an accident. More detailed information is in your auto policy. As with almost all insurance contracts, the insured has certain duties and responsibilities in the event of a loss, which if neglected, can nullify coverage under the policy. Most duties are common sense. Notify the insurer in the event of a loss and tell the insurer how, when, and where the loss occurred. The insured must protect the vehicle from further damage and the insurer will pay reasonable costs such as towing and storage for its safekeeping. The insured will also have to cooperate with the insurer in providing evidence, testimony in court, or for discovery, and help find or identify witnesses. Subpart F, general provisions. Again, more detailed information is in your auto policy. This section explains what happens when two or more policies apply to an accident, when legal action can be brought, and the right of the insurer to recover payments from another source. Tip number nine, important. The policy termination and non-renewal information is found in this section. In the district, an insurer is required to provide 30 days notice if they wish to cancel your policy. In the event that a payment is not received, an insurer may cancel or non-renew your policy by providing 15 days notice. Here are a few final considerations. If you are involved in an accident while using your car for business or as a residence, it is likely that you will not be covered. If you are in a carpool and you share incidental costs, you likely do have coverage if involved in an accident. If your car is completely flooded, your auto policy will pay you the salvage value of your car. Salvage value is determined based on a formula of repair costs divided by pre-damaged value 
and equal to or greater than 75% of the cost to repair. If your car is stolen and you had personal items in your car, there are sublimits for reimbursement of certain items like child car seats, spare wheels, or an attached factory installed device or audio system. If you would like to use your auto to drive for a transportation network like Uber, Lyft, Via, you should consult an agent for additional coverage requirements. You should also review endorsements or consult with the companies you want to join to determine the types of coverage they provide. If you are a lawyer who drives their own car to client meetings or a realtor who drives their own car to home showings, then these activities are used in regular traffic situations and may be classified as business auto use. If you use a vehicle to carry cargo or a specialized vehicle that performs specific tasks like cement trucks or tractor trailers, then these activities may be classified as commercial auto use. Often, commercial auto coverage can include garage, business auto, or motor carrier endorsements. Business and commercial auto coverage fall outside the scope of what this podcast covers. Tip number 10, important. Read your personal auto policy. Study the declarations page and ask questions if you don't understand something. Keep this in mind. You may receive documents or notices throughout your policy period. It is important to review each document. You may receive a cancellation, premium, or coverage change notice during the policy period. You should review all documents as soon as they are received. This will allow enough time to contact the agent or insurer for clarification or resolve issues before the renewal policy becomes effective. As we wrap up our insurance intelligence segment on your personal auto policy, it is important to remember that your deck page is simply an outline of your coverage. It will not have specific information about your coverage, such as what to do if you disagree with an insurer's valuation of a loss, what your responsibility is after a loss, your rights when you are non-renewed, or whether your policy provides towing, roadside assistance, or definitions of policy terms. You must review your entire policy and pay special attention to exclusions, addendums, endorsements, co-insurance provisions, and the premium due date. Your policy will provide extensive details about your coverage. Disclaimer, the information on this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. You should consult an attorney, a broker, your agent, or insurer for questions about your coverage or for professional advice. Well, that concludes DISB's Insurance Intelligence Personal Auto Declaration Page Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the segment and that it provided useful information. For specific questions about your policy and coverage, contact your insurance agent or broker. If you have general questions about insurance coverage or have a specific concern, feel free to contact the D.C. Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking at 202-727-8000. We are eager to assist you. You can also visit us on the web at disb.dc.gov. 
Thank you for tuning in and take care.